All right, you may be seated, and uh, today we are finishing up the Marriage Goals series. That might get some of you shouting, but hopefully you've uh, gotten some, something out of this, and we've been talking about Dr. John Epp and his paradigm of relationships and the process of relationships, and to belabor the point, we're just going to try to... to just beat this inside of you, especially you singles, to understand the process. And it's know, trust, rely, commit, and touch. That is the process of relationship. If you're a single, you need to screenshot that. Write it down, get it deep inside of you. And today we're gonna be talking about commit. And I know some of you are uh, excited. You're thinking, are we gonna talk about touch today? And no, you have to come to the marriage seminar on Saturday for $29.99. We will give you that information, but you have to show up on Saturday. But today we're gonna talk about commit. And Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commitment is at the heart of serving God. And it's at the heart of having successful relationships and having a successful Christian walk. If you commit your way to the Lord, he's gonna bless you. If you commit yourself to your marriage, God is going to bless you. And we, we live in a, a world right now where it's cool not to commit. It, it's part of the culture to be non-committal. And it, commitment is a concept that is fading. So we're gonna talk about it today. I mean, so many people are afraid to commit. But on the other side of commitment, there's such a beautiful life. There's such blessing that happens when we make that decision to say, I'm all in. I'm all in to my marriage. I'm all in to whatever God has for me. And we've talked about marriage as a covenant. And it's a covenant between two people and it's joined together by that mutual commitment that we have for each other. And there's so many things that God gives us, so many symbols that God gives us of commitment. And one of those, uh, I was thinking about this week, is communion. When we take communion, we take that bread and we take that cup, it is a symbol of God's commitment to us. Right. He was so committed to us that he shed his blood. That his body was broken. And he, he has uh, done everything that we need to have to know him. Why? Because he's committed to us. Amen. I think of baptism. When uh, we enter the waters of baptism, that is a symbol, that is a sign, that's a picture of commitment. Of saying, I am all in. I am completely committed to Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. I am committed yeah. to living out this lifestyle. And, and here's where we're, I'm going with this. Those are spiritual symbols. And, and there's also a symbol right here. Come on, reach it right. On our hand. Yep. When we put that ring on our, our finger, that is a symbol of the commitment that we have made to our spouse that nobody else right. has the place in my life but you. Amen. And I am committed to you. And I choose to commit myself. To you. We need to maybe think about renewing that commitment in our marriage. It doesn't take a full ceremony, but maybe you just need to look at your spouse the next few days and say, I just want to let you know that I still choose 
to say yes. I'm not here out of obligation, but I'm here because I choose to love you. And Ecclesiastes 5.5 says, it is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. God takes commitments very seriously. God takes vows very seriously. When we choose to commit to something, we need to see it through. Because the Bible says it's better not to commit than to enter a commitment half-heartedly. And here's what I wanna tell us today. Love is a verb. Love is a verb. How do I know that you love me? You have to show me, and you have to show commitment. How is that shown? It's shown through sacrifice. It's shown through inconvenience. It's shown through laying down my rights to serve you. That is how commitment is shown. Point number two, commitment in time will reveal your character and your values. Commitments in time will reveal your character and your values. Proverbs 11.3 says, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Commitments reveal our heart. And commitments, here, here's why commitments are so important, is that they are purifiers. It takes no character to never make a commitment. It takes no character to never vow to do something. You can float through life and the only person you're accountable to is you. But when you start making commitments, when you start making vows to other people and to God's kingdom, that requires character. And I wanna, I've tried this whole series to make this relevant to singles and married people. And single people, here you go. Work on your character now because it will not get better just because you put a ring on it. And here's why it's so important to remain sexually pure now is because if you are promiscuous before you get married, that's not going away after you make a commitment and have a wedding ceremony. You've gotta work on your character now. Those character flaws, if they come up when you're single, they're gonna show up when you're married. And so we wanna be people of character, why? Because my commitments will reveal my character. Your level of commitment is determined by the depth of your character. You can't commit to what you're not capable of carrying out. I'm gonna say that again. You can't commit to what you're not capable of carrying out. And if you're not carry, uh, capable of carrying it out, it's foolish to commit to it. That's why we need to let the Lord refine us before marriage. That's why we need to have character before marriage. And I can show you Example of example of people who stayed single for a long time and they used that time to let God purify them so that they were ready for the person God had for them in the future. Come on, somebody. Come on, how many committed to being people of character? And here's what I wanna tell us today. The cost of commitment is high, but the cost of not filling out our commitments are higher. When we don't carry out our commitments, people don't know if they can trust us anymore. Remember the process. Trust becomes before commitment. And when we don't follow through on our commitments, people don't know if they can trust us anymore. And we need to think long and hard before we break our vows. We need to think long and hard before we flirt with that other possibility. Because the cost of commitment's high, 
but the cost of not following through our commitments higher. And when we don't follow through on our commitment, we hurt the people we committed to, but just as much we hurt and disappoint ourselves. We wanna follow through on our commitments. Point number three, character is the ability to carry out a commitment long after which the mood in which it was made is gone. I'm gonna say that again. Character is the ability to carry out a commitment long after the mood in which it was made was gone. On your wedding day, all your friends are up here and all your favorite songs are being played and all your friends are out in the audience and everything is perfect, but you fast forward and you've got two crying, screaming, two-year-old twins. One of them is throwing up the other one is stepping in the throw up. <laughs> Honeymoon's over. And commitment's about on those days when the mood is gone. The commitment is still there. Right. And how do you stay committed? You've got to be disciplined. You have to have self-discipline. You know, one of the fruits of the Spirit is what? Self-control. Self-control, self-discipline is part of the fruit of the Spirit. If the Spirit of God is in me, I've gotta be able to discipline myself. And I love this definition of self-discipline. Self-discipline is the ability to push yourself forward and to stay motivated and take action regardless of how you're feeling physically or emotionally. That is what discipline is. Discipline is to stay committed when I don't feel good, when I'm not feeling it, when my emotions are all over the place, I'm still committed to my wife. I'm still committed to the things of God. And that, that's gonna be so important in your life because marriage often reveals the spiritual integrity of us. That if I, if I don't follow through on my commitment to Danielle, often it's very clear indication that my commitment to Christ isn't where it needs to be. And you can't separate those two realities. Our earthly marriage and our spiritual marriage oftentimes reflect the state of our spiritual health. And so God uses my marriage to show me the commitment I have to have for him. I'm thankful today for people that show up and praise God and are disciplined in worship when they're not feeling it, when everything is going crazy in their life, they still come and show up and they raise their hands and praise God. They still pray for other people. They still encourage other people. That is what self-discipline is. Come on, do I have any committed people in the house today? And here's what you need to know, fulfilling commitments will inconvenience you. It wasn't convenient for Jesus to come to the cross. It wasn't convenient for Paul to travel the world being persecuted. But I'm so thankful that there's people in this place today who gave when it wasn't convenient, they taught when it wasn't convenient, they showed up to serve when it wasn't convenient, they fasted when it wasn't convenient, and you are here today sitting in the blessing of somebody else's commitment. Somebody praise God for those who have been faithful to get us to where we are. So how we handle a commitment in one area of our life is often an indication of how reliable and trustworthy we are in other areas of our life. 
So God gives us marriage as a sort of practice for other things to help us. Number four, commitment is an ongoing journey, not a one-time event. You have to have a lifestyle of commitment. I I just wanna insert this right here. You need to be committed to two of the most important commitments you will make in your life is your marriage and your church. And and I I just wanna really drill this into our, our young people. You need to be committed to the house of God. Because again, my commitment to that house often reflects my commitment to my house. I have a friend, he pastors in a large city and it's one of those Bible Belt cities where there's a church on every street corner, big mega churches, you know, everywhere. And uh, he was talking to a guy that was visiting his church and he was, you know, asking him, you know, why are you here? You know, how'd you find out about us? He said, well, I saw that you're doing this sermon series right now. And he said, well, where do you go to church? He said, well, I, I don't really go to church. I really don't have a home church. I just kind of see, you know, who is teaching a sermon series at a time and I attend that church for that series. And I just kind of jump around from church to church. And my, my friend thought he was joking and like openly laughed in his face. And then he realized a couple seconds later, like, this guy's serious. And that is so reflective of, of the culture right now, the shallow culture of Christianity that I, I just, I kind of go to church to church based on my feelings, based on what they're doing for me. And oh, this church is preaching a good series, so I'll go there for four weeks. And I wanna tell you, that is a lack of commitment. And if this church isn't for you, and I really mean this, that maybe this church isn't for you, you come to that point and you find a church and you dig roots there and you make that your place of commitment. Come on, this is, this is so important. You need to make a commitment to a church. You need to make a commitment to a pastor and not just float around, why? Because here, here's such an important thing. Marriage is a purifier church is a purifier. God sanctifies us through marriage. How's that happen? He brings someone into our life who tells us, hey, do you know that you have these shortfalls? Do you know that you need to work on this and this? The same thing happens in the house of God. And when we circumvent that commitment, when we're not committed to a local church, we are limiting the sanctifying work of God in our life. And I need you, I need community, I need somebody speaking into my life and I need to be committed to something greater than my feelings. I need to be committed to something greater than just, uh oh, I don't feel good anymore so I'm not gonna come to church. No, you need to be committed to something greater than your feelings. That is how God works in our life. One of the greatest ways that you can establish Stability in your life is to be committed to a local church. That's where you're gonna meet your friends. That's where you're gonna meet your, possibly your spouse. That's where you're gonna meet the people that are gonna take you to the next level. Church is so important. Come on, how many's thankful for the church today? How many's thankful for the prayer warriors that gather around you? And so here's what I wanna show us today is The Apostle Paul showed us what commitment looks like, 2 Corinthians, he says, five times I received at the hands of the Jews 
40 lashes, less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, and toil of hardship, though many a sleepless night, and hunger and thirst, often without food, and cold and exposure. And apart from all these things, the daily pressure of the anxiety for all the churches. And Paul lists all these things that he went through so he can let the Corinthian church know, I'm committed to you. I don't just show up and tell you stuff to do, and I don't just write to you because I, I need you know, something to do. No, I'm, I'm committed to you. I've risked my life for you. I've gone through hardship. I've gone through uh, you know, poverty and, and basically homelessness at times for you. Now, I want you to think about those scriptures and I want you to insert that in the context of marriage because that is what marriage looks like. Three times we went broke. Five times our car broke down. Amen. Amen, Danielle. Can I hear amen? Three months in a NICU. And we can go on and on. You've got your own story. That's what commitment looks like. And you, you look back at your story and here's what happens. When you stay committed, commitment momentum built. When you stay committed in one storm, commitment momentum builds for the next storm. And I just wanna encourage you, don't quit. You know why? The same is true for quitters. When you quit early in one thing, you'll quit early in the next. When you give up early on one thing, you'll give up early for the next trial. But when you stay committed, you say, it's not easy right now. It's difficult right now. But I do this because I'm committed and I love you. Momentum begins to build in your marriage. And you say, there's nothing the enemy can't throw at us that we can't get through. Why? Because we have a history of commitment in this house. Come on, who wants to be committed today? Why don't you just pray, Lord, help me to be more committed. I want us to just think about what we said on that day. I take you to be my wedded husband or wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health to love and to cherish until death do this part. That is holy, holy words. I think of the story of Dave Reaver. He was in Vietnam and he had a grenade and it went off right by his face and it severely distorted his face. And he, he just looked unrecognizable and he was in a burn unit in the hospital when he made back to the States. And guy next to him, his wife came in and she looked at him and she said, I'm sorry, this isn't what I signed up for. I can't handle this. And she left. And Dave Reaver's wife came and he was fully expecting her to say the same thing. But she reached down and she kissed him. And he said, I know this isn't what you signed up for. I know that this is very difficult. 
And she said, you know what? You weren't that good looking to begin with. But I want you to listen to what Dave Reaver says. He says, we were able to make it through that test because our relationship didn't start in the back seat of a car. It started on the front row of a church. That's where commitment is. Commitment is rooted in a conviction. Come on. We need people of conviction in this hour. That says it's not convenient, but I made a commitment. And God's gonna honor that commitment. Point number five, commitment is making the choice to give up other choices. Commitment is the choice to give up other choices. When you commit to something, you eliminate some possibilities that could benefit you in the short term. Commitment is the choice to give up other possible choices. Commitment is the choice that I'm, I'm choosing. I no longer text with other women other than my wife. I don't have people sliding into my DMs on Instagram. I don't have a secret part of my life. Why? Because I gave up those possibilities when I made a commitment. I don't flirt with danger. I don't even open the door. Why? Because I have a commitment. And here's what happens. You build momentum when you stay with that commitment and those things won't even enter your mind. That's how you protect yourself. That's why you need to commit to something with your whole heart. And how you respond to whatever is competing with that which you are committed to reveals your true level of commitment. I'm gonna say that one again. How you respond to whatever is competing with whatever you are committed to reveals your true level of commitment. There are some things that are just blacked out. And we've already made pre-decisions in our marriage, certain things with our kids. It doesn't matter if it's even church. We've made a commitment to be there for our kids. We've made a commitment to be there for our spouse. Why? Because God honors us when we say there is no competition for the commitment that I've made in my life to the things of God. There is no, con- come on, how many today, you just automatically, you showed up here today, why? Because by being committed to the house of God, you've eliminated a lot of other things. That's what commitment looks like. Now I wanna wrap up this series. Every week we've given a law of marriage. Genesis 2, 24 and 25, we find these laws. And, and verse 25 today says, uh, verse 24 says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and shall hold fast to his wife. That was the law of priority, the law of pursuit, and they shall become one flesh. And it says, and the, law, and the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. And this is the law of purity. And this is the concept that everything about my life is open to my spouse. They were naked and not ashamed. They could see everything about each other and there was no shame there. And we need to be open with our spouses. There's nothing to hide in my checkbook. Come on, somebody. How many love Brother Dave Ramsey? A lot of women hate him, I think. Gets into your shopping money, but I heard a man call into him one time and he said, Dave, I don't know what to do. I found a bunch of hidden credit card charges. 
on my wife's account. And Brother Dave said, sir, I hate to tell you this, but you married a liar. Come on, we need to be open. I don't have secret credit cards out there floating around. I don't have a, a secret life over here that she can't see. The law of purity is everything about my life she has access to. She has access to my phone, my computer, my finances, our finances. That is the law of purity. And the reason I'm giving you today, that's all about commitment. When you commit to your spouse, you're saying, I'm open to whatever God has for us. Can we stand right now? And here's how I wanna end this series today. The most important commitment that you can make is to Jesus Christ. The most important commitment that you can make is that I am sold out to Jesus Christ and his kingdom. I am personally committed to expanding the kingdom of God. I am personally committed to submitting every part of my life to the word of God. I wanna tell us, men, that is the best gift you can give your wife today, is saying, I am personally submitted completely to Jesus Christ. Every part of my life, my passions are committed to Him. My finances are committed to Him. My eternal soul is committed to Him. And I just wanna challenge somebody today. If you haven't gone down in the waters of baptism, we're ready to go. We'll do it today. Today's the day to make that commitment. When we step into those waters, as I said earlier, we are committing ourselves to the Lordship of Christ. And you cannot be a great husband or wife until that commitment is sealed. Young people, you cannot be what God wants you to be until you are fully committed. So I wanna open up these altars right now. And if you wanna be baptized, let's do it right now.